They don't understand, they don't understand. I'm running with the fam, yeah, I love the fam. And we gon' start a one that's from up above. And they gon' know it's us by the way we love. All my brothers and sisters and all my mothers and fathers. And we gon' worship the father and we gon' drown in this water. All my brothers and sisters and all my mothers and fathers. And we gon' worship the father and we gon' drown in this water. Family, family, family. Christ died one time for my Welcome to Reformed Dads, where all things are for dads, through dads, and to dads, as well as the aspiring husband and father. I'm your man, Dusty Marshall. I'm a Christian husband, father, hip-hop artist, and co-founder of Irregular for Christ Ministries. I have with me, as always, my man, Norm, the master's dog, Dunham. How you doing, brother? I am good, man. How are you? Good to be here. I'm doing well. I'm enjoying this Utah weather being out in your neck of the woods. Bet you are. We're all complaining about it, how bad it is. You're probably like, yeah, this is nothing. Dude, I'm dancing out. I worked out. I worked outside yesterday. I was like, nice. I worked outside. I sat I sat down with my computer outside with a little shade and it was glorious. It oh, was I really bet good. it was. And it was like 102 degrees or something yesterday, right? It was, yeah. It was. It was a hundred <laughs> degrees. But here's the thing: your guys, your guys, hundred degrees, like it comes, it hits for like an hour or two, and then it fades away. Ours right. stays, sits there for a while, never goes away. <laughs> you know, right? So it's exactly, yeah. It's a it's a problem. The heat down there, it shows up, hits you a couple times with a baseball bat, and then it never just leaves. Re- <laughs> yeah, just to remind you that it's there. Hey, guess what? It's 132. Yep. Yep. And if you're outside, you're on the sidewalk, whatever you're doing ministry wise, it's just soaking it in. Um, But real quick, I want to just give a shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so much for supporting us and what we're doing. Uh, We just ended our book study on Federal Husband by Douglas Wilson. That was an awesome book study. Learned a lot. Um, Man, there's some, Douglas Wilson's always good at challenging. So if you want to join up, if you want to be a part of our book club, our book study, you can go to patreon.com slash reformdads, and we'll be picking a new book to go through soon. Plus, you'll be supporting our ministry, uh, and our goal is to teach men to lead their family in a biblical way and also learning to do it better ourselves as we go. Um, but one of the things we wanted to talk about this week was how to discipline your children without sinning, how to discipline your children without sinning. I know I sin against my children probably every single day in my frustrations, in my anger. Um, I'm just, I'm a sinner and it's a good reminder that I'm a sinner every time, you know, every day that I deal with my children. But uh, I don't know if you can attest to that too, man. It's just, it's a tough one. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, the Bible tells us that uh, to not to to sin in our anger. And it's like, I don't know if that's possible, (laughs) especially with my daughter. It's amazing just how your frustration and stuff like that can just cause you to sin so easily against your kids. Yeah. If you have any questions, whether you struggle with anger, have a child and see how you do. See how you do. Get married. Have five. See how you do. Yeah. Have <laughs> have five. See how you do. But also I'll say this, having kids is the fast track to sanctification if you're a Christian because 
if you're doing what you're supposed to do as a father, if you're raising up your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, if you're disciplining them the way that God calls you to, man, you're going to have some sanctification coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's it, not easy. There, there's no way that you, you know, as you deal with, I mean, I only have one daughter and I have a niece, so I've got, I've got two in the house that uh, constantly causing me to, to go round and round with them. But it, when you've got multiple children, just the different ways you have to deal with each and every one of them, it's almost every time there's, there's something God's going, you know what, you need to work out in this area as well. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know, children are a gift from God. They're a blessing uh, and they're a blessing in more ways than one. Uh, the fact, like you, we said, for sanctification, through arrows in the hand of a, of a man and a warrior, you know, shooting them out into the world. Um, but I want to talk about, you know, biblical discipline. You know, the Bible commands us, uh, you know, to discipline our children. It's part of their di- discipleship, discipline and discipleship. Very similar word there. <laughs> and, exactly. uh, and, you know, the Bible gives us many principles uh, in, in, uh, for biblical discipline. Uh, I'm just going to start with one, Proverbs 13, 24. It says, whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. So if we even look at the opposite of that, if you don't discipline your son, you hate him. If you don't discipline your children, you hate them. Uh, it's funny, a, a friend was telling me a story recently. They were saying that um, that their nephew was in the car with them going on a long trip when they were kids and their dad stopped the car because the kids were misbehaving in the back, just screaming, yelling, act of a fool. And he disciplined all of the children in the back seat, including his nephew. And uh, the they were all crying as they were driving along. And the nephew was like, at least your dad loves you. <laughs> like he was crying and it was upset about being disciplined. But he said, at least your dad loves you. The son knew that the dad cared enough to discipline his children uh, and include him and knew that that was a loving thing. That is a loving action for a parent. Obviously, we can do it in an unloving way in sin, but God says that if you you love your child, you're going to discipline them. Absolutely. I mean, it's to to give them those boundaries that they need and to, to let them know that there are certain things that you can, certain things you can't do. And I mean, you're exactly, you're, you're discipling them through the discipline. You're showing them, you know, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, right? He, he wants us to, it's not just, we get forgiven of our sins and we're, we're allowed to just go do whatever it is we want. Jesus still wants us to obey him. The Bible says the New Testament tells us that that God disciplines those whom he loves. Yes. So as we are his children, and again, it's it's that whole aspect of repentance is becoming adopted. We are being adopted by Christ. When we repent, it says that we are given the power to become children of God. 
yeah. we are adopted by him. And then as his children, yes, he absolutely does still discipline us. And that's part of our discipleship. So as we, if we love our kids, we're going to, to guide them, you know, that whole thing of spare the rod uh, and spoil the child kind of situation. It's, it's not the way, you know, we just go get us a nice big stick and we're allowed to beat our children with it. That's, that's not what this is. That's that rod is the guide, a, a shepherd using that rod. That's the, the language mm-hmm. in there is the shepherding. And it's, you know, that, that rod was there to guide them down whatever path they were, the sheep were supposed to be on. And yeah, every once in a while you give them a, a pretty swift flick with that and, that would there's a little pain involved there, but it kept them on the path of where they needed to be to keep them safe. That's yes. what we do with our children. If we love them, we you know we we discipline them, whether that's physically by spanking or you know or there are many different ways for different children of of ways you discipline them. Sure. And again, with different children, it's going to be a different thing, but. Every situation where we are disciplining our children is because we are guiding them. Yes. It's to to mold them into what Proverbs is it Proverbs twenty two six, raise up a child in the way they should go. Yes. Um that's all of that is is involved in guiding them and raising them in the way that God wants us to raise them. And that discipline is it's just absolutely it's showing them that we love them. And if we don't do it, we absolutely hate them. Right. Yeah. I mean, as you said, um, Hebrews speaks on Hebrews 12 says God disciplines whom he loves. Right. So God disciplines us exactly what you were saying. So that's our example. Right. Um, Discipline is painful. Right. There's 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 a struggle. There's a hardship that comes to God's discipline. Um, And the discipline for our children should look the same. It should be swift. It should be shouldn't be long lasting uh, if we can avoid it, because the Bible says that discipline should come swiftly. Um, but it, the Bible also talks about that discipline does come with a rod, right? There, there is a, a spanking. In fact, I'm looking up this verse right now. It says Proverbs 23:13 through 15 says, "Do not withhold discipline." discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. So think about that. Think, let's talk about two things there. Let's talk about what you were saying about striking. So you're absolutely right. Striking, uh, spanking uh, doesn't work for all children. Some children get spanked and it doesn't work for them. Um, you might experience that with boys, um, you know, that just doesn't work. Um, so you, there needs to be a methodology and something that will um, be be something that the children are upset by that you're taking away from them, a, a privilege, uh, something that they love. But for me, for my children, spanking works great. My kids don't want me to spank them, <laughs> obviously. Right. Um, and, and I make it swift. Um, I try many times and you know i i fail at sometimes to not do it out of frustration which is sin and i need to ask for forgiveness from them whenever i act that way but 
it is, I do spank my children and spanking your children is biblical. So I know Absolutely. I felt, yeah, I, I know early on uh, when my kids were, when Amnesty was, uh, I think she was about two and my other daughter was real young. Um, I, I want to say, I, I didn't start off spanking my children. It was something that I, my church brothers in Christ, other men in the church were like, you know, really modeling that you need to chastise your children. And in the beginning, I really felt, um, I felt bad about, about it. I felt bad about sp spanking my child, hitting my child. Um, but that was because I had been given a standard by the world saying that this is abusive, that this is unloving to spank your child. And my standards were off from the standards of what God says in his word. And if our standards are separate from what God's standards are, we need to check ourselves, right? We need to check our right. heart. We need to check our motives. We need to be obedient to God rather than fear of the world or fear of man. Right. Amen. I mean, and it, it's funny because anything like that where it, it's coming out of an emotional response because as you, it, it's funny because you're talking about spanking amnesty and I'm like, I feel bad. Think, I have no problem spanking Opal, but I think about you spanking amnesty. I'm like, that's horrible. How can, how can you spank that little girl? But it's true, but it's all out of emotion. We will get caught in our emotion and we have to go. Sometimes you have to say, all right, my emotion has to go over here. I'm going to I'm going to obey God. Yes. But then also in that, you know, it's the anger. And I've I don't know how many times I've had to apologize to Opal because I've spanked out of anger and yeah. not, you know, not stopped and said, let me explain this to you and let me make this a a righteous uh, moment of discipline instead of a sinful moment of discipline. And so, again, I mean, spanking works for for my daughter and my niece there. Yeah. You know, but um, again, and I would even say, even at the point where with like some boys where they're like, you know, you'll get boys that'll just laugh at you when you spank them. Well, you know what? You still need to spank them, but then yeah. do something else. There has to be something that again, the other day, Opal refused to take a nap Sunday after church, they'd come home to take a nap and they were going to go to Lagoon, which is our local amusement park. And Opal refused to take a nap. And so, you know, she didn't get to go. They, they yeah. stayed home. They did not go. And that upset her yeah. um, enough that she's like, yesterday, she nap time came. She was right there. She was in bed. She was ready to because she understood, you know, when I don't do these things that I'm supposed to do, then I lose privileges. I lose the things that I really want to go do. Yeah. Um, and so there is, there's a pain, there's a, whether it's a physical or some kind of loss, pain yeah. in loss in, in this. And, and, it, and it's the same thing as what repentance is for us. And we're modeling that for them. There is a, there is something that you lose when you repent and you put your faith in Christ. So you, you lose something, but there's so much more to gain in that. Yeah, absolutely. You're, we're, we're saying in the same verse that I just read that we're rescuing them from Sheol, 
right? We're rescuing them from hell. When you discipline, you spank your children, you're rescuing them from hell. You're teaching them, you're modeling an example that God has given us and how he deals with his children to, to save us from hell, right? We, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? The, the a, a healthy fear of health, having a healthy fear of your father is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to have a healthy fear of your father uh, for a child. It's, it's a respect. It's an honor. It's, it's something like, uh, you know, I don't want dad to get mad at me, but not just that. It has to have a truth connected to it, a biblical truth. So what right. I'd like, we, we, we established that you should discipline your children first off and how the Bible tells us to do it. But something I want to go over some principles that I've gotten from Douglas Wilson's book, Why Children Matter, that have really helped me um, in my discipline of my children. The first is that he talks about is making your home a garden of yes. Uh, the idea between making your home a garden of yes is when God had Adam and Eve in the garden, he didn't have all of these no's. He had all of these yeses and he had one no. Um, and it's a principle that we can live by as parents that we can use uh, in not giving our children tons of different rules to abide by, which will exhaust us and exhaust them Um but, but the idea is to have uh, principles to, that you don't allow your children to break, uh, certain specific rules that cover a wide range of things like disobedience, no disobedience, don't right. disrespect your mother, no lying. So disobedience will cover a range of things. And the idea here is not to have a huge list of rules that will exasperate you and your children, um, but to keep it simple and say you were disobedient, you disrespected mm -hmm. mommy, uh, the Bible says, and have a biblical response for for, for the rule or the principle that has been broken in your household. But that's step number one. Keep it simple. A garden of yes. Absolutely. So, yeah, with, with Opal, I just had a herd of elephants run over my head. <laughs> um, a lot of because when we'll spank her, we will always immediately say, okay, why did you get spanked? Why did I spank you? And we're looking for her, again, to come to a place of repentance, to recognize what she did wrong That's and good. tell us what yeah. it is. But Opal, again, to have those principles in there, we'll ask her, why did you get spanked? And her first response is always going to be because I was disobedient. Yeah. Okay, can you be more specific? What exactly did you do that was disobedient? And then she'll tell us, but she knows that all of this falls under that that general rule of being disobedient. You yes. are whatever it was, whether you rolled your eyes at your mom or you sassed back to your mom or any of these things that she's done, she recognizes it, but she knows it all falls under this one big thing because we do try to be that way of it's like we you have all these things you can do don't be disobedient don't yes. disobey god don't disobey your parents and so she recognizes that 
And something that goes along those lines is, and that something that I have to be reminded of is don't discipline your, don't discipline your children because they're doing something annoying because you're annoyed doesn't give you, they're not, they're not breaking your, they're not being, uh, you know, disobedient just because they're being annoying, annoying to you. That doesn't give you the right to be, to discipline them. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be looking like, Oh, I'm annoyed with what you're doing. I don't like that. You're standing on the table, you know, or you spilled this or whatever, like don't discipline them because you're being annoyed. That is sinful. Um, discipline them because they've broken a a rule that you have clearly given them. Right. That that's the idea there. So uh, I'm going to segue into corrective discipline versus punishment. That's that our, our discipline of our children should be corrective pointing towards something rather than just punitive damages. Right. So the jail system, right. The jail system is just punishment. You go in a jail cell and you sit there and you're punished. Or if you murder someone, uh, you're executed. And there are circumstances for that, the Bible tells us, not, you know, being behind bars, but um, being put to death. But corrective discipline is correcting a behavior, pointing towards something, right? So we are teaching our children to obey their parents because God has commanded them to obey their parents in the Lord. And God has commanded us to obey Him, right? So discipline is corrective. We're correcting a behavior or we're restoring fellowship that has been broken by this disobedience, this just like in the garden. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And it's part of the reason why we will ask her, why did you get spanked? Yeah. It's the direction it's going. Okay. I want you to recognize what it was that you did. And now we, we have this teaching moment to show you why this is wrong, whether it's, you know, the, the Bible says you, you know, you disrespected your mom and the Bible says you should honor your mother and your father. This is a commandment from God. And so we can give them, or we can say, you know, you can't, uh, run out into the street because it's not safe. And so these are the things where you have those teaching moments to redirect them. And again, it, going back to the, the concept of repentance, when we repent, we put our faith in God and in Christ and what he did for us, then we are given the Holy Spirit that that dwells within us and he guides us. He comes along as a guide to direct us in the path that Christ wants us on. Yes. And that's what we do. That's how why our discipline should look the way it, it does. It should mirror what we mom and dad should and now at the point we should kind of act in the role of the holy spirit to say this is the direction you need to be going yes you're going in this direction where it's dangerous it's sinful it is it's not beneficial for you you're going to a place where where the the commandment that god gives you to honor your mother and father uh and that comes along with a promise that so it will be good for you yes you know you're not on that path. So we need to guide you. We need to nudge you in that, that direction and discipline is what we use to, to put you where you need to go. 
And you start your discipline when you're young so that when they're older, they won't depart from it because when they get older and you're no longer the one actually doing the corrective discipline, you're no longer the one spanking them. Well, there are real world consequences to their actions that they will have to deal with. That's what happens. That's why we start young so that we can raise them up in the way that they should go so they won't depart from it. Because if they do, the world's consequences are much more severe than a spanking on the butt. Right. You know, you you run into the street without looking when you're older, you get hit by a car. That's a lot different than dad grabbing you, bringing you in the other room, explaining to you, and then spanking you on the butt, telling because it's dangerous. You know, stealing things from people, all of these things, like we're, we're teaching them that these things young, we have a certain amount of time when they're in our household to do these things, um, a certain, uh, they get to a certain age and then they're going to have to face the consequences of the world, which were much more severe than a spanking. (laughs) So spanking is a lot better than somebody getting hit by a car, running in the street, falling down, you know, whatever it is. Absolutely. And that just comes back to that statement of, of that God is where in God's word is telling us disciplining is showing the love that we have for them. Yes. Because again, if, if, if you're not giving them the direction and guidance and so on, it, you're literally hating them so much that you're not providing them the guidelines that they need to be walking in. And again, they end up in those dangerous situations or those, those painful situations that the world is going to put them. It's just like, I mean, you're getting ready to go to the, the abortion mill to preach the gospel, to, you know, beg parents to not murder their kids. And again, we're doing this because we love them. We love their kids. We love them. We want them saved. If we didn't, if we hated them, I, I get this all the time where people are like, oh, you hate LGBTQIA because you're you're telling them they're wrong. It's like, no, if I hated them, my belief is that they're going to hell right. in their sin. So if I hated them, I wouldn't say a thing. Right. I would just let them go. Right. And so it's because we love them that we guide them, that we call them to these places. And it's the same thing with our children. If we're not willing to give them the protective guidelines that they need to be in, where we as parents recognize this is the safe place for you. Yes. This is the right place for you. If we hate, when you hate your children, you just let them do whatever it is that they want. Yes. And they, they end up, you know, horrible people. And, and and that's why I said, you do this in love. You do this when they're disobedient, not when you're annoyed, right? Because if you no, exactly. you have to you have to come from a place of love and patience. You can't come from a place of annoyance or frustration, right? That's that's even in our evangelism and our discipleship. If we're coming from a place of annoyance and frustration, we're doing it wrong, right? We right. need to come in love in knowing that these people are headed for hell, that our children, if we don't correct them, the Bible tells us that they're headed for hell. Um, so, so that segues like disobedience, not annoyance, and also never in anger, right? We shouldn't be disciplining our children in anger. Um, if you're angry, walk away, walk right. away for a minute. Go, go gather and compose yourself. You should not be disciplining your children in anger. Take a minute, walk away. You're not qualified in that moment to discipline them. 
So take a moment. (laughs) Yep. Send them to their room and go find a woosah. Yeah. (laughs) Go find a nice little quiet spot. Get yourself together. Gather yourself. And then go in with a, a more of a clear mind, less anger, and more of a resolve of, okay, now this is why I have to do this. And it's not just because I'm angry. And it may even change the the way you view the situation. Right. Because you're, you may have been about to discipline in anger and taking that moment, calming yourself down. You may go, okay, this was more out of annoyance yes. than it was out of their actual disobedience. I'm, I've been inconvenienced by this child. Yes. Uh, you know, my time, my sanctuary was, was interrupted right. by what they did. And it may not have been a sinful thing. So it may change the way you discipline. That's right. Uh, at that moment. Yes. And that, I love that you said that word inconvenience because Disciplining your children should be an inconvenience to you, right? It should cost you something. It should take your time and your effort. It should be inconvenience to you. It should, you should have to stop what you're doing. You shouldn't just reach over and smack them. You know what I mean? Like you should stop what you're doing. You should be inconvenienced. You should be sacrificial right? You are the one sacrificing to raise up your child. You should stop what you're doing. You should spend the time to explain to them, to talk to them, to share the Bible verse with them, discipline them. And it should be an inconvenience to you and get used to it because that's, if you're looking for convenience, don't, you know, run away from parenthood. (laughs) Right. You know, you know, God could easily just, if, if God just wanted to, he could just smack us down, right. smash us. I mean, which is what, honestly, when you look at biblical, you know, the law and violating the law and so on, God should just wipe us all out. Mm-hmm. We, literally what we deserve is another flood. We deserve something else. God should just smash us and, and be done with us. Yeah. But again, that whole issue of making our discipline, doing the things that we do to, to be a mirror, to reflect what God has done on our behalf. Christ went to the cross. That's kind of inconvenient. Yeah. I and think that's so. an understatement of yeah. the millennia to say that he was inconvenienced by going to the cross to pay the penalty of our sin. When we discipline our children, I mean, we are also paying a penalty in a way in that, that like you said, we should be inconvenienced. It, it's going to take away from what we were doing, what we wanted to do. So we can take that time out to explain to our children this is why this is happening to you. And this is why, because I love you. I want you to be going in this right direction. We want you to see that, that this is what repentance looks like. Yes. And it should cost us something because it costs Christ everything to pay the penalty for our sins so that we can repent and put our trust in him. We, it should cost us something when we are doing that same thing in a sense for our children on that smaller scale. Yes. Discipline. That's a good point. Discipline is sacrificial. Sacrificial to the one doing the disciplining. Absolutely. So, so let's, um, one, one, another principle I'd like to discuss here is when you're viewing, when you're disciplining your children, something that you should think about 
is right now I'm teaching them how to discipline their children. So in a sense, I am disciplining my grandchildren right now. So, so what does that look like? So that is a mindset to have when you're, you're dealing with your children in general, when you're teaching them, you're, you're teaching them how to react to their children. Are you teaching them to react harshly? Are you teaching them to act unkind? Are you teaching them to uh, like react in anger, act out? Just remember that the way that you discipline your children, the way that you interact with them when they've broken one of your rules, uh, they've been disobedient, is the way that they're going to act with their children. Think about that. Yep. It's creating a legacy. Yes. it's, I mean, Pastor Brian, our pastor just preached on, we're getting ready to start a school here at, at Refuge, St. Oh, Brendan's nice. uh, Christian Academy. Um, and so he took a break from uh, preaching through Matthew this last week and talked about why we're creating a school. Why are we doing this? And it literally is, it's creating a legacy. And he used that same example. When you spank your children, you're spanking your grandchildren. Yeah. You're teaching them early how to respond to their children and it's going to be this ongoing legacy created and what kind of legacy are you going to create as a as a dad how are you going to form your kids are you going to create a legacy that is going to lead them into um you know into sin and you know all their own willful uh, rebellious desire or are you going to create a legacy that looks like honoring God, honoring your family, honoring your parents and, and doing the things that Christ, you know, loving Christ and obeying his commandments and so on. You're creating this legacy by disciplining your children. Yes. And I like to relate that to the uh, proverb that says, um, a a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. It's not just, it's, it's a, you know, an inheritance financially, but I like to use that principle to think like, what am I handing down to my children's children by what I am doing, by what I'm modeling, right? Because right. that's going to continue down the line in my family. Um, I need to remember that I'm handing that down to my children's children. So something to think about. Um, so disciplining your children without sinning, the things that we talked about, a garden of yes, is number one, keep it simple, not having so many rules that it's just so hard to keep up with, but principles, you know, don't be disobedient, don't disrespect mom, um, don't lie, these type of things. Uh, Making your discipline corrective versus just making it punishment, correcting them, letting them know um, this behavior that they're doing, which is disobedient. If they're disobedient to you, they're disobeying God or something that may cause harm to them, that we're trying to keep them from that. We're training them up in the way that they should go. So that's what corrective discipline is. Punishment is just punitive damages for for something done. Um, disobedience, not annoyance. Remember, if they are, if you're just merely annoyed, you're inconvenienced. Uh, that doesn't give you the right to discipline them. It should be something a diso- disobedience. Um, never in anger. Uh, discipline is sacrificial. You should be the one sacrificing in the circumstance when you're disciplining your children. And keep in mind that you're disciplining your grandchildren when you discipline your children. So spank them, 
and and follow and look at these principles. They'll be very helpful for you. And I want to just kind of go over, you know, my method uh, of disciplining my children. I'm not saying that this is the right way or the wrong way. I'm just saying this is just what I do. This has been modeled to me by other biblical men. Norm, you you talked a bit about it, but the steps that I take with my kids when I'm disciplining them, the first thing that I do is I have them go into the other room. I don't want to shame them in front of others, right? I don't want to discipline them in front of everyone, so avoid shaming them. Then I explain the offense um, that they broke. I explain, explain that they were disobedient, um, I give them a chance to speak on it, uh, and then I explain the biblical issue that the the issue that they broke in biblically, the disobedience, the disrespectful to parents, lying, whatever that looks like. I give them uh, what the Bible has to say about it. Then I spank them, and then I hug them, and I pray for them, uh, and then I tell them that I love them and that I've that they're forgiven. Um, so those are the the steps that I go through. And as I said, there's, I love what you were saying, Norm, give them a chance to, to, do you know why that's, that's a great method there. Um, but I would say, you know, the main things in there should be, they should know why they're being disciplined. They should maybe know the, what in the Bible they've done, what, what is the disobedient to parents, definitely spank them, hug them, pray for them. Um, and tell them you love them and all is forgiven um, so that it's not just an angry thing. I'm spanking you and then we're walking out of the room. Like give right. them, embrace them, let them know that you still love them, that you care for them. And that is why you discipline them. Absolutely. When we discipline, I, when I'm, when I'm disciplining Opal and we're, we're going through these, these steps and a lot of what you just said is exactly what we'll do. I mean, it's you go to your room, I'll be there in a minute think about what you did, come in, explain to her, this is what the, the spanking is given. And sometimes, you know, it's an immediate spanking, but each situation is going to change. But I always come back and go, is what I just did, does it look like the gospel? Um, have I reflected what God has done for me? Have I, have I been a reflection of Christ and what his sacrifice was and what he did? Did this discipline look like the gospel? And if I can't say yes, then I probably have to go back and repent to my daughter and say something in here that daddy did was wrong. And so I need you to forgive me. And again, it just keeps everything in in the vein of where God wants it to be. It, it's, it's raising up that child in the way she should go. And so she should understand that, that daddy is, is or mommy and daddy when, however the case shows up, but usually daddy is the disciplinarian. If, if daddy is not the disciplinarian in the house, fix something. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, I, obviously there's going to be moment times when, dad isn't around and mom has to do the disciplining. But yeah. again, when you talked about having a healthy fear, we have to have a healthy fear of God. If mom saying, wait till your dad gets home, does not carry some kind of weight with that child, <laughs> then there needs to be some, some redesigning of the, the discipline function in the home. Yeah. Uh, dad should, uh, should be the, the main disciplinarian mom yes. should have to discipline 
in the situation where it has to happen right now and dad's not there, right. but there should, it should always be dad. It should be you. And that spanking and should, should hurt. <laughs> it, it should. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely should. That's I was, I can't, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, that whole scripture about, and that's why I mentioned at the beginning, spoil the rod or spare the rod, spoil the child does not mean you just get to get a stick and, and whoop your kids. I think, I think spanking should be done with a hand because you should feel it in the same way that they do. There should be both of you should should experience that pain in a, in a sense. I mean, understanding that my hand may sting a little bit, but it's not mm. the same thing. Again, it's bringing it back to looking at the gospel. Christ paid everything. He died on a cross. So you should experience some kind of pain in the disciplining of your children but it should look like the gospel and they should understand that, that sometimes mommy and daddy are wrong too. Yes. But not to the point where they can go, well, you know, every time, if your child is also coming back to you every single time you discipline them and going, well, you're sinning. Well, no, I'm not. No. Yeah. And, and you may just get another spanking on that, <laughs> but they need to understand that, that you it, all of this looks like the gospel, and that's where we're we're directing all of this. Is we want you to love Jesus and love Jesus enough to obey His commandments and yes. know what repentance looks like. Amen. Well, I got to cut this episode short because I got to run to the abortion mill. My ride is outside. We're going to go preach the gospel and. Um, Amen. Appreciate you for being on as always, brother. And as we always end these episodes, surely you need guidance to wage war and victory is won through many advisors. Thanks for tuning in and God bless. I don't understand, they don't understand. I'm running with the fam, yeah, I love the fam. And we gon' serve the one that's from up above. And they gon' know it's us by the way we love. All my brothers and sisters and all my mothers and fathers. And we gon' worship the Father and we gon' drown in this water. All my brothers and sisters and all my mothers and fathers. And we gon' worship the Father and we gon' drown in this water. Family, family, family. Christ up one time for my whole family.